0: Hey there, I'm Hank Brainerd. And I'm Nathan Black. And you're listening to Pollute Brain TV. It's the audio version. Uh, It's new. I hope you like it. Um, This was originally posted on our YouTube channel as a video podcast. Uh, And you should go check that out. Check the link in the description.
1: And if you're interested, you should definitely check out our website, PolluteBrain.com. Dot com. Dot com. That's commercial. And... Our Twitter and our Instagram, which we both have, you know, pictures and, and we say words and stuff. So many words, and they're great. And if you want words with us, if you want to do the words with us, you can do our discord. and we're, we're great. on there. You can interact with us. You, you can, can talk to us. W- yeah. What
0: do you want us to talk about? We- I mean, come on, or what, what should we listen to? What what's good?
1: What, yeah, what's in the hood, bro? Or just
0: th- send us memes. Anything's fine. Yeah, just anything.: Four mad scientists to penetrate the world wide web. Created the Cyber Necro Emancipator.
1: But then, something went wrong. Terribly wrong. The system is overloading. They'd be trapped in cyberspace forever.
0: Welcome, everybody, Pollute Brain TV, Season 2, finally. It took us so long to get here. I'm Hank Brainerd.
2: I'm Kirby.
0: I'm Nathan Black. And here we are, on location, finally. Uh, tell this, them about what we're doing for Season 2.
1: This season is going to be intense, okay? This is a do-it-yourself season. This is DIY. We've Real fucking punk rock a, shit, man. Our entire setup can fit in this bag right here. That's one so bag. You're gonna be on the move. You're gonna be with us. You're gonna be journeying all across America. Probably only Tennessee, but
0: <laughs> we have moved out of the attic. Finally. Finally. We got know, our asses up and got my a nice job.
1: They were very happy with everything that was going on in that attic and they just they, they you know they just thought it was too good. So I'm out on the street and we're doing this in the real world.
0: Hell yeah. And before we get started here, we're talking about the uh, two warring Firefest fest stocks today. I want to make a little announcement. Every single episode of Blue Brain TV is now available on Spotify and, uh, on Spotify and SoundCloud is the thing. Uh, and you can get
1: them on audio. You can, and So I you can Leica. listen to them. You can listen to anywhere you are in the world. You can be in your car. You can be in your bed. You can just plug them into your earphones and your AirPods. <laughs> See, this is why we're real. We got geese in the background.
2: We didn't pay for those geese, particularly loud geese.
0: <laughs> <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense. So, what is the fire festival, Nathan? Why don't you tell us? This so wonderful, wonderful disaster. Enlighten us. It is.
1: It is. Um. When they say epic disaster, they really it. Nothing comes close to describing this as good as that phrase right there, because this this was a horrible um, culmination of events and lies that ended up. Uh, it's from it started from an entrepreneur yeah. like uh, Billy McFarlane. He decided um, he wanted to start up, but he started up several different companies through his time um, as just being an entrepreneur. And he decided that he wanted to do the biggest music festival he could do. So he did. Um, he got social media influencers to to like you know shoot this out to people. And uh, he basically said everything was going to happen without having any real substance behind what he was saying.
0: And what they said was going to happen, it was going to be a music festival on an island in the Caribbean that had been owned by Pablo Escobar. Yeah. And there were going to be big private villas that you could rent out. And acts were going to include Kanye West and a bunch of other Blink films. Blink-182 <laughs> is the most yeah.
2: important act on that list by far. It brought in, it I, probably I believe in Lil Yachty was also on the list. <laughs> I think so. Lil Yachty
0: but it, it failed spectacular. Well, so basically Billy McFarland is the kind of wonderful white guy who can just walk into any boardroom, be confident, and get money. Like, that's how it happened. No, there's
1: literally footage of him in an office on, a, like, a one of those hoverboard things, <laughs> and it's describing, this guy has so much charm. He just, energy, you know, he's got yeah. energy. And they, nothing else more than that. It's, like, very much a... Uh, yeah, he's just, he's got an energy to him. And if there's nothing else, but he was getting money from people, yeah, investors. And, and yeah, people yeah. in both
0: documentaries make the excellent point that they kind of kept failing upwards in that every time that they fixed a problem, it just got them closer to the biggest fucking problem of all. Uh-huh. Because what happened, Nathan, when all of these wonderful YouTube
1: influencers got to the Caribbean? <laughs> they, um, they, uh, they had nothing. There was, there was nothing. Well, first, first of all, these influencers brought in, uh, to uh, to like an advertisement beforehand. Yeah. Uh, where they were part of this this like huge production, like with uh jet skis flying in the background, and uh, there's really great scenes in the documentary where they're trying to get these people to act, <laughs> and um they're directing <laughs> them and they're just they're the, the people that are directing it like uh, Billy McFarland, ja-, ja Rule who is uh, that's right Ja Rule we can't forget Ja Rule cannot
0: who is probably more complicit than he'd like you to think. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, John ja Rule. <laughs> yeah. So they spent uh, just a tremendous amount yeah. of money on a really great, uh, I guess great, uh, social media trailer mm-hmm. that really got viral. And it worked. And they had all these fucking yeah. celebrities like Kendall Jenner and her folks uh, post about it. Uh-huh. And it happened. A bunch of people bought, spent a lot of money. They, they
1: sold something like 90% of the tickets,
2: yeah. like before yeah. Anything. Well, and they also had the those influencers post the red or not red the, uh, the orange, orange squares, yeah. Yeah. which is
0: I mean it's it was a brilliant ad campaign and um, a big part of the ad ca- uh, the people who did the ad campaign were Jerry Media, aka Fuck Jerry, which is
1: an old mm. meme page that has gotten too big for its britches. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, well, see, I I, <laughs> I knew about uh, Fuck Jerry before, and I, they, yeah. before they were really small, and then it's like th- these guys just jump rocketed up with like nothing yeah. really. Just and kind of they, out of the blue. And they invested and they did the advertisements. Yeah.
2: And
0: it's very important to mention that. And I will explain why it's important to remember <laughs> yeah. who Fuck Jerry is soon. They're not doing so well right now. They're not doing so hot.
2: Well, I mean, what else would you expect from professional meme makers? Oh, yeah. Make pre-
0: pre- they stole memes. That's the whole thing. Like, yeah. today there are news stories.
2: Uh-huh. Were they, were th- are they involved
1: with Vice as well? Yes. Yeah. It was. Um,
0: well, yeah. so Okay, so the Netflix documentary... Which is called uh, Fire Something Something Something. Mm-hmm. It was produced by Jerry Media in uh, in partnership with Vice. So it's the two of them together. Mm-hmm. So it, of course, that's an ethical problem, and we'll talk more about that later. A killer
2: combination, yeah, you might call it.
1: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyway, they get these. They they sell all these like villas. They sell like um these tents and like these like insane like upgrade packets. It's like you yes. can buy. You can buy this really nice, luxurious thing, or you can buy this still very luxurious, but not as luxurious. Turns out they only had tents. They, they only had, had tents <laughs> from...
2: Not not only were they tents, they were tents that were left over from Hurricane Matthew. So they were... <laughs> Yeah, hurricane disaster survival. relief tents. Yeah. yeah,
0: All things aside, I mean, people heard about FireFest. I mean, I'm
1: sure you guys remember when this was happening. I'm I, Sure, you, you guys. Know, funny, I didn't. I didn't. I, also,
2: I didn't know about it either. I was, I, heard I was about following it, this super closely. When it
1: was I was. So fu- I heard about it right when things started to go down. Yeah. Um, I did not know about FireFest existing before that happened. Oh, I just don't yeah. exist. Did you know about it before? Everything went down? I had heard about it. I had seen the advertisements. Yeah, is what i had seen, but um, I guess I guess in my mind it filtered as like another Casella. I was yeah. like yeah. this is just Coachella. like I don't I don't, really exi- for dumb exi- yeah. Yeah. I don't really exist I don't really
2: exist in the same spaces that like uh, I, I guess you would you would be targeted advertisement for no, this. No. I was no. say
1: on, on it's funny another thing I've me- I heard people mention about um, or they talked in a lot of documentaries is like people said it's like Instagram come to life. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because <laughs> when I'm on Instagram, the advertisements I get are some dude in a, a room with a guitar, going, "Maybe
0: you're gonna be the one to say. Your Instagram's like, just lame, Nathan. Yeah, it you're probably the lame person. Who <laughs> I get <follow> like, <laughs> I get like advertisements. It's probably right
2: for, my, for a roof. People like uh, roof, repairmen, <laughs> roof repairmen, stuff like that.
0: You're even lamer. <laughs> what are you
1: getting? Okay, what what is your social media feed?
2: I don't know. I <laughs> I,
0: get, I get like bitches and hoes and shit. That's like true, yeah. Money.
2: He apparently apparently gets advertisements for FireFest. <laughs> <laughs> God damn
0: it. Um, but no, I was following, and the, um, the collapse you were following, right? Like wh- yeah. when everything was going down, yes, when yeah. these people were on this island, which was not a private island. They could not get the island owned by Pablo Escobar, no. oh. and they did not take that off of their announcements. No, <laughs> no. everything no went wrong that could have gone wrong. No, it they, wasn't. There a, were simple. A, there were
1: simple things. There were simple things that they could have done to mediate all this chaos. Like it would not have. This would not have been as such a colossal. Um, it wouldn't be remembered if there was at least the, like a modicum of transparency. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if, even if um, they said it came out the gate and were like, "It's just porta potties and stuff," like pretty, pretty early on, it wouldn't be a big of a thing. Well, you know, I mean, like. the they could have just canceled it. Is what could have happened. Yeah. Oh, they could have. I mean, they could have hid all of this shit. That went I mean, down.
2: the the. The influencers that were supposed to go there didn't even know about the conditions until the bus driver explained yes. it to them on the way there. Exactly, and that's they were wild.
0: That was where they went the most wrong: is they let people arrive, and that's the thing. They kept fixing problems, and they were lured into a false sense of security. Like we would have this figured out. Yeah, not, and so they didn't just stop it when they could have stopped it. Yeah, the bus was rolling, and they were fucked already. But
1: it's insane what you can do with images to like give people the impression that like, like, hey we're your dad we're gonna take care of you man like you're gonna get here it's gonna be safe well it's and i mean be, it's gonna be good so you get all these people one of my favorite moments is like when the bus is coming in and they're all on the bus and they're they're arriving at Firefest, fest and uh, they're like hell yeah hell yeah and you hear the bus driver going they didn't start construction on any of this until now this is this is like hell you guys are coming into and everyone's like disconnected by that like what, what are you talking about oh man it's it's insane i mean it's it,
0: it the advertising campaign is a masterpiece of advertising oh, yeah. you know, for something yeah. that's just not there. Mm-hmm. It is the it, that that is what advertising is. And fuck Jerry did a great job of selling something that was just false and that they knew was false. I mm-hmm. want to be clear on that. Fuck Jerry is very implicit, um, but yeah. I mean, we could talk all day about how insane the Fire Festival was and how entertaining it is because that's the thing that mm-hmm. stands out. I have a lot of problems with these documentaries. Yeah. But, it's a great story it's a great story and it's worth watching both the documentaries because it's a great story uh but i don't want us to be like every other fucking podcast i mean
1: but yeah we wanted to talk about the documentary and actually how yes. good the documentary we, is this is a yeah. film podcast so we want to mm-hmm.
0: talk about the filmmaking aspect of it and um
1: how <laughs> i don't even know where to start yeah um, oh man
2: uh we we
1: watched the we watched the Netflix documentary first. Um, yeah, I had watched it. Watch that one first too, by the way. Yeah, that's I'm definitely definitely, definitely. It. it's much um, better. It will it, it will better. in many ways ruin the Hulu one uh, after you <laughs> watch the Netflix one, uh, just because you know the story. I, I mean, mean, there's we not were, much more to well, we the were, Hulu one does uh, add
0: something. I mean, well, so yeah, but yeah. watch the Netflix one first because the Netflix one is definitely better produced. But I think what they both are is they are products. They, they are both shining examples of two very different kinds of popular documentary making that have really become a big thing. It's like, it's very two distinct styles. You have the Netflix doc, which is very clean cuts. It's very like, I mean, it, it's very much built for the internet, I guess, is what I would say. Mm, yeah. uh, but it all looks, I mean, it's all shot beautifully and all that, but there's not much behind all that. Um, but then the Hulu doc, uh, how would you describe, how would you describe it, Kirby? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> the hulu doc is bad <laughs> yeah um i mean content wise it might because the hulu doc what it does is it goes a lot deeper into it it's a lot more critical and that's what i like about it and mm-hmm. that's why you should watch it after the netflix doc but the hulu doc is much much more critical mm-hmm. but it also just suits itself in the foot with its fucking style because it's that s- modern style of, cu- it's, it's a cut-up technique is what it is. It yeah. takes in yeah. memes and Twitter posts and oh, puts God. them all together. It,
1: it pretty much, it puts you in the world that you probably would have been in if you were watching this go down on social media. Um, yeah. I think or it they, tries to. It it I don't yeah, think it does that well. It doesn't, yeah. No. For sure. They, they use a lot of stock footage. They use a lot of stuff that is really unnecessary, like... Um, like ham-fisted metaphors, like they'll have um, it's, they'll have somebody say like it was like playing whack-a-mole, and yeah. Have the footage of whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. Oh god, and it's and ridiculous. It's just a cliche. Yeah, and yeah, a definitely. lot of it, a lot of it's just very much moving fast to like you know stimulate you know, a little bit. It's like there's just something going on. Um, the the one thing that that documentary has to add, and and the reason I think you should watch it after the Netflix one is because uh, they have actual. And this gets more into the ethical problems of this one, but they have actual interviews with Billy McFarland. Yes, and that's yes.
0: that's the best and worst thing about it because yeah. they have this interview, and I think sometimes they use it well, especially the beginning. They do use it well, mm. but then I, they don't get what they could have out of the interview. They really just don't. Yeah, do
2: well, they get nothing out. They get well, they get just rationalizations. It kind it. of yeah. it yeah. kind of frames itself as like a as a um, character study. Yeah, at the beginning, it, yeah, it does, but then it isn't. Well, it then, then it and isn't. that's what yeah, yeah, that's what exactly.
1: that's what um, it was, it might have been a little naive to have this idea, but after watching the Netflix one, part of my mind was like, you know, is there anything else going on with this this Billy guy? And uh, part of the good thing about the the Hulu one is that they cl- make it very clear that there's nothing else going
2: on. Definitely, yeah. Um, because they make cause it. Cl- he's he was a con man since he was in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. you know, and making money off his crayon business or whatever. Very, and they uh.
1: They end. They end the documentary with a very clear stance that, like, okay, this yeah. was a problem that a lot of people came to, yes. and Billy, Billy being the figurehead of this issue, is not the best way. You know, yeah. to it, process it really
0: this. makes it clear that everyone is complicit. Yeah. Whereas the mm-hmm. Netflix mm-hmm. doc, does that because the Netflix doc, again, mm-hmm. produced by Jerry Media of Fuck Jerry, and uh, including interviews with all these Fuck Jerry guys defending mm-hmm. themselves, um, the end of it makes the point that all of the other people working at fire are not complicit. That's the conclusion it comes to is that it's Billy's thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that these other people had nothing to do with it or they are also victims in some way. Yeah. And what it does do well is it talks more about the Bahamian workers who have not been paid. That's the other thing. Uh, that is, that is Hundreds a thing. That's and a thing. hundreds of Bahamian workers on this island in the Bahamas have still not been paid for 24-7 labor.
1: They did for weeks. That's a problem with the uh, the joke of this, because like it would be so
2: funny if yeah. real people didn't get fucked over yes, by this. Yes, absolutely. You know? If it was just rich kids getting scammed out of their money... It would be great. Yeah, it like, would be he hilarious. Would, <laughs> he would love it. I think a big part of the problem with the Hulu doc
0: is that it just... It tries to be... It tries to have a bigger point, it really does try and go bigger with its criticism because it is very critical and that's mm. the good thing but then it turns critical against millennials oh god and against the fear of missing out and all of this shit yeah and the problem with it is that it does not have a place to stand when it's criticizing them because what it is is it's a product of hype it's a product that no know- it knows that the fire festival is going to get views it knows that it's going to be a popular documentary and it's trying to just catch on to this wave because a- they knew that the other documentary is under production, so they scrambled to make this one. And part of that's good because, yeah, it's, it is a critical documentary that provides a counterpoint to the other one. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's it's a money grab by Hulu, really. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. It the, the first thing that should come out the first thing that came out of my mind when I saw these two documentaries come is like, okay, this is this is cockfighting right here. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a, and th- that's an element you kind of have to understand watching both of them because. Um, it's definitely there, like, um, yeah. especially, uh, yeah, the Hulu one being, like, a lot more, and I guess it's, that, that's what's interesting about watching them, too, is seeing seeing what angle two sort of competing
0: documentaries would take. Um, yeah, because it's, it's two very different approaches, yeah. and neither of them is great, neither of them, uh, and both of them have problems, but it is, it's interesting to watch them in succession. Yeah. Not just for the story, not just to get the whole picture, but it is interesting to see. an approach right, the same you, thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, yeah. it's there, it's no wonder that this is kind of, it's having its cultural moment and it might be passing by the time we release this. We're yeah. late. We're sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as we as couldn't usual, couldn't find a park with enough geese.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was too busy calling uh, aquatic stores so we could film inside of it. What's that? What?
0: <laughs> You're like shut the That's fuck right. up. I got to capture right, that. so thoughts. I do want to we do want to tell you guys that we uh we wanted to film this episode in an aquarium, and that didn't work out.
1: Yeah, I called them. Um, I called the. Uh, I called the one in the uh, Mills, and um, they kept sending me down the line of people <laughs> to talk to. They, I kept going. <laughs> I was like, they're like, okay, um, you're gonna need to speak to. Um, I just, it was literally somebody just like a waiter working there. The first yeah. time I called, and they were like, I, yeah, I guess that would be okay. I sh- <laughs> sure, we'll send you over <laughs> to my manager, and I, the manager of the store was like gonna need to uh, we're gonna need to talk to somebody this is slippery slope um we're gonna need to talk to somebody higher up, so they send me to i guess i guess like the general manager of of that company or or whoever it was, maybe a secretary. I talked to them, and they were like, yeah, absolutely not oh. <laughs> <laughs> Under so, no circumstances. I was like. And the way I pitched it was like, uh, "We're doing a podcast, and we really want to film this. And you're step. It's only gonna be us and the the fish, yeah. um, at the table. We should have just
0: done a green screen, honestly. We but should have. This is yeah. proof that much like uh, the Fire Corporation, and much like M- Jerry Media, like, yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Exactly. Absolutely we just have not. <laughs> and make you think we do. We
1: could theoretically create the next Fire Fest.
0: Look at like the four month break
1: between episodes. <laughs> like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're it's, just along for the ride we're yeah we're taking the we're riding the sound. you know God. let's
0: get back to the uh podcast. i mean or the i mean we're not on the a pod- podcast we're always this in the, podcast,
1: the podcast what How are do, you talking about <laughs>
0: that's the other thing about this show is it's been a very steep decline from we're not a podcast to look at our podcast check out our podcast
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're yeah
0: we're a podcast now <laughs> we're just gonna have to deal with that yeah uh, but let's get back to the movie i because that I don't I, we might have mentioned it but we didn't really hit it home that again, Hulu paid Billy McFarland at least a hundred thousand dollars to appear in the documentary I in case you don't know how movies are made, that is not typical. Documentary uh, subjects interview subjects do not get paid to be interviewed ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is entirely unethical. He is profiting off the documentary just like Jerry Media is profiting off of the Netflix documentary. It, well, it's th- this a s-
1: serious ethical problem. This has happened a lot. Um, I mean, we're hoping to do an episode on this later. But Paris is Burning has very right. similar ethical issues to it that does. Um, mm-hmm. are surrounding it. I mean, there's and this this is something that I guess is just y- you don't pay the the people that you're documenting, right? You, no, you don't. Yeah, you really should not,
0: because mm-hmm. uh, that really does compromise you. Because then once you're getting paid, then you're going to want to shift the narrative, because uh, Hulu. I mean, if they're paying Billy McFarlane to be in their documentary... I don't know. Does that change the way that they're going to use it? He's going to act, yeah. And, and the way
1: he's going to act about it, too.
0: And it really makes it worse that they get so little out of it, because I think I was getting at this before. That, mm. I mean, they get so little. He's it just becomes a... this weird attack at him. They just have him to yeah. be there, to be silent after they well, question him. And
1: yeah. so it, I felt swindled because, you know, I watched that documentary because it's like, oh, this has him talking. So I'm assuming yeah. they're getting something more. But they, but they don't. They get know. nothing out of all this money
0: they spent. And it just, it's just uh, a corporation that has money yeah. to burn and mm-hmm. wants to say, we're the one that has billions. McFarlane.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, but then there's Netflix there- with Jerry Media, and of course, the narrative has changed. They shift the narrative. It's obvious that they shift the narrative in it. Yeah, to make
2: Jerry Media look innocent.
0: Exactly, and to make everybody that worked on it innocent. Yeah. Uh, to make dick sucking guy innocent.
2: Yeah. Um, oh God. Well, uh, we talked we about that? We looked up. We looked up Firefest, <laughs>
1: and the first article I came was the oral sex guy from Firefest. <laughs> I was like, is, is blown, blown away, away no. by the means. Penis. That was literally one sentence.
0: I think he put, <laughs> put out a statement recently saying that he didn't want to be known as the dick sucking king anymore. Oh man, too late, bud. Too, too late. fucking late. You implicated yourself. Yeah.
1: I, hey, I respect his honesty. I'll give He's the hero of the whole yeah. thing. Oh, he, he definitely. He is, <laughs> fuck he is. Jerry Media. Fuck all yeah. them yeah. dick sucking guys. Dick sucking <laughs> guy is yeah. Oh. I like. I like. I just like the way he delivers that whole story. He's very, like... He seems it's like he's the only one that's way. honest, yeah. 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 Oh,
0: boy. But, yeah. Because so no, I'm sure I'm... there's
1: dirt on everyone that they interview on that. that oh, absolutely. That's a part of it. Definitely, there's absolutely. definitely times that they're like, uh, fuck, I'm going to keep going, you know, like,
2: whatever. But, yeah. Because well, they... I, re- I remember them saying they were always, like... Uh, Billy was always, oh, no, we'll get through it. It'll be okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we're it, we're in debt. We don't have enough... Accommodations. It we'll, well, it'll be
1: okay. It makes you wonder how Sasha Baron Cohen could top uh, Billy McFarlane. <laughs> I wonder how far he
2: how he could go with this. Uh, Billy I'm McFarlane sure he is could go actually top and back. Billy McFarlane is actually a Sasha Baron Cohen character. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the, that's what
1: I th- I thought they were going in a certain direction like that. I said I couldn't tell if he was a genius or if he was a uh, he was stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, maybe there's an angle there. Well, no. <laughs> no okay. Well, th- and that's another thing. The nef- yeah.
0: that's what the Netflix talk says. You know, it's. Is he really a genius, or is he just in over his head? Yeah. The Hulu talk very blatantly very says ch- this guy that, yeah. is full of shit and uh. has always been full of. <laughs> He's shit.
2: He's always been full of shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that is entertaining. That yeah. is very entertaining.
2: It is. It is good to see that. Yeah. Or they got the uh, where they had the interviews with his mom with the uh, Radiohead voice. Oh, you know they, they were doing. Do, they do okay. They do the the thinner, oh, yeah. happier yeah. voice.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. I forgot about that shit.
2: Yeah, there's some
1: there's some really stupid stuff on that. They have like they have like shots from Simpsons and stuff like that. Like I don't know what
0: what it's really an infuriatingly made documentary. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Anytime that they try, anytime and, and I think we we're talking about it, maybe I don't know how much how much um what would you consider pop pop documentary like? I mean a popular documentary. Recent, uh, there like was the Mr. Ted Bundy thing that came out recently on Netflix. That's like definitely a popular yeah, documentary. definitely. And,
0: yeah. And I I talk about this a lot with you guys. It's just the it's all these documentaries that are made. they're made in a very specific way and they know that they're going to make money with the art house audience and like our local theater here, which we love, I want to be very clear. We love the (laughs) bell Yes. Uh, when a documentary like free solo or like, uh, won't you be my neighbor, which we did love. And we did our first show on that. Uh, when those play, those do, they stay in theaters for months. Free solo stayed for like half the year. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, that's documentaries sell. Well, it's weird. Uh, and that was never the case before the two thousands, but, the way it goes weird and so you know that's that's how documentaries are made now especially mm. with Netflix Netflix has its own little hold on the documentary game yeah um, and it's getting interesting I don't know
1: well that's that's why a lot of times um, I mean I'm really interested in seeing like people with n- no budget doing documentaries yeah, or people definitely. that don't have, um, any incentive or, or very little motive. They
0: certainly um, make for the most interesting ones, yeah. and the most um, easy to like ones. For I sure, mean, one that we, uh, we talked about, uh, I, one of our better episodes, was on the decline of Western civilization. Yeah, which was a very small budget, mm-hmm. uh, and just it, you know, it was just the punk scene in LA. Mm-hmm. Let's go film it and interview these guys. Yeah, yeah
2: I think. Well, I think that documentaries that look at a moment in time are more interesting than ones that look at a particular event.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's correct. I mean, I think I'm pretty positive. We've talked about this documentary on the show before, but "Give Me Shelter," uh, I think that's the best example of that. Mm-hmm. That's a documentary yep. that really just kind of encapsulates. It, the and time. it would
1: be it would if you imagine that being put in the style of a pop, like something like Firefest or like <laughs> yeah. a pop documentary, you, you wouldn't get any of it. You wouldn't no. have any uh-huh. understanding of what happened that day. You know, you really. Um, that's something that's really imperative I think being <laughs> being there and like
2: knowing what the film I think, is uh, like. I, I'm think i sorry to use the Hegel word but any film that captures the zeitgeist is always really interesting yeah. I mean
0: and this is the zeitgeist right now this is what is big yeah. I, again we're sorry we're late it's losing its moment yes. <laughs> we're, uh, I think we're people are tired of talking, People talking about it. fire by now but. but
1: people that you know are always out of loop like me You'll appreciate this. I You'll appreciate find this. something cool. <laughs> God damn it. We're not exactly culture vultures, are we? No. <laughs> really not. Um, so let's talk about carrots. Are um, you guys doing with carrots? Carrots? Carrots, yeah, carrots. yeah. I haven't had carrots recently. They're pretty I orange. Haven't.
2: Yeah, I like and carrots. I had a I carrot like the, the other day. Uh, crunch. I like the crunch as well.
0: I have a friend who's a vegan. And
2: I have a friend who's a vegan. Uh, and a who's a vegan. Times, oh, shit, man. He's really? sitting across the table from us. <laughs> are you a
1: vegan now? Oh no, I was a vegan for a month. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I, I uh I did um and I would <coughs> keep in mind, I didn't do this for any uh you know, let's not talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. My friend who's a vegan, sometimes she will eat so many carrots and drink so much carrot juice that her fingers will turn orange.
1: I've I've heard it, about
2: this yeah. Oh really.
0: It truly amazes me. I did it's not incredible. know the human body was capable of that kind of
2: That's like, like, wow. fuckery. The white no, flamingos am, are pink. I'm very intrigued. Why are they pink? But because of the uh What's the what's the thing in carrots that make them orange? Do you guys know? Uh, mm. There's a certain <laughs> uh, but there's a certain like pigment in carrots that make them orange, and it's also in shrimp, and that's why flamingos are pink is because of their shrimp diet. And if flamingos don't eat shrimp, mm. they turn white. Weird. Yeah, you heard, <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. That's why flamingos that's are true. pink. Um, we should just be a nature podcast. We should. I mean, uh, we're halfway there that right that at now. All.
0: We should interview a goose.
2: We should. We should interview. Yeah, a goose. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Let's get him up <laughs> here. Hey, come on, pal. We don't have any play, uh, walk-on music or anything like that. But, but you seem like an interesting type of folk to talk
0: to. <laughs> I'm gonna say that it is a miracle that we haven't been like umpro- approached upon by geese or ducks yeah. around here. we like,
2: have been very close because yes, these geese are, are not afraid of people.
0: This whole time, there have been geese like two feet behind us. Like we are surrounded by geese right now.
2: We're terrified of a goose attack.
0: Yes. <laughs> It could happen at any moment. It really could. All right. Well, uh, next week on the show, keep in touch. Uh, we're going to kill ourselves on air. Yeah. And it's going to um, be pretty cool.
2: So <laughs> we're
1: going to, yeah, pentagrams, everything. Uh, you can donate to who you want us to sacrifice ourselves to. Ourselves to. Um, and that'll be cool, you know. It'll be like, we're we're going to do an Instagram poll. Yeah, we'll do an Instagram poll. It'll be up there.
0: Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about while you're here? Anything, um, and is there anything you guys have to promote? Well...
1: No, <laughs> what shows are coming up.
0: What shows uh, for Ugly Red Eyes?
1: So we have one. We have one coming up um, in March, March first, um, I believe. Oh heck yeah! Anyway, this is Editor Nathan speaking. There, um, I just want to say the show is not actually at Betty's Grill, like I said in the video. It's actually at Fat Bites. So please go to Fat Bites. If you, if anyone out there. This or that stumbles upon this yes. uh, by some crazy force of nature, and they they get this far in the video. <laughs> we want you on the show. Like we want to talk to you. We, we want
0: guests. Uh, we want a new cast of characters. Yeah. We kicked Colin off. He was being a bitch. Yeah, Colin, if you're watching this, bitch. you're a bitch.
1: Hey, Colin, fuck you. Okay,
2: it's gonna be really awkward fuck when he's on next week. <laughs> oh, especially, hey, we'll, we'll ex- the, hold on. Oh, especially okay. if you're a political extremist, a religious extremist, or any sort of extremist. Yes, we want yeah, you. Yeah, please. If you, have any, <laughs> if you
1: Know about the lizard people? Please this is your outlet. inform us. This
0: is your outlet. And if you know anyone yeah. like that, if let's, you have like an old a, family, family
1: sh- member, let's not, let's not talk about the. Uh, let's not talk about lizard people if we can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's but not. But please, if you have any information, please come on the show.